always think about the long game as you're building, right? We're out there, you know, building shit. We're doing stuff for clients, but understand that you're developing a rate relationship. Clients are watching, friends of clients are watching, neighbors of clients are watching, and it's all about your reputation because when people are talking to barbecues and they give you recommendations, that's where your 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 cost per lead is zero, customer acquisition is cost is zero. So you want to make that word of mouth work as hard as you can because I'm telling you it's by far the most effective and cost efficient way for you to gain uh, new customers. So how old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're on YouTube land. My name's Max. I am your host, and I'm the CEO here uh, at Smith & Sons in Canada. And I'm also the founder of Elite Business Advisory, where I offer um, mostly construction operators business coaching. So um, shoot across to elitebusinessadvisory.com. Uh, and uh, hit uh, hit the book a consultation button. That'll take you to my calendar. Would love to have a quick chat, thirty minute strategy session with you, and uh, seeing what's happening in your business. And if I can give you some value that's going to help you on the day, happy to do that. And would love to um, then maybe uh, maybe work with you going forward as your business advisor. So um, right, uh, like and subscribe. One of these drops every week. Drop me some comments um, if you got something nice to say. Come on, folks, share the love the good stuff. Um, and also don't forget, get across to Business for Builders uh, VIP. Answer the questions. Come on. Um, I'm just putting tripwires in there to make sure that we don't have that group getting screwed up by some unscrupulous individuals and um, making sure that everyone there is uh, in a safe community where we've got collaboration and some decent camaraderie as well. Uh, I think that's about the long and the short. Let's get cracking. As usual, we want to provide steak and potatoes. Um, and we really want to make sure that um, you're leaving with some value. And like I've said on the previous couple of episodes, because I'm really starting to be strategic, and I would ask that you be strategic in your thinking about your business as well. So you're here listening to this podcast, watching it on YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in, for lending me your ear. I appreciate your audience, and uh, I trust that I make it worth your while. Um, To my point, it is what you know, maybe this is worth what you paid for it. I don't know. Um, next step up would be to shoot across to elitebusinessadvisory.com forward slash academy. And um, you can get on there and get amongst some of those videos um, that are really being gleaned from Vern Harnish's book. If you're looking for a good audio book, folks, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish would be a great place to start because if you ever end up working with me in a customized coaching one-on-one uh, situation, that is a lot of what I talk about. And so uh, that's a really small investment. That's uh, it's about sixty-five bucks US, and um, very worthy. There's a bunch of resources in there that can help you. Um, but there is a there, you'll get a, you'll get a serious overload um, if you get amongst it. And I uh, would encourage you to do that. Next step up is to work with me um, in that coaching sector um, because it's where we start doubling down. And I am I'm starting to eyeball a few of my clients. I've been at it now uh, officially for about six seven months, and um, you know we're seeing some really good results. And so. Uh, to all of the, uh, you know, uh, hyperbole that I put out there and very similar to my Smith & Sons website here in Canada where we have a lot of video testimonials, um, I'm really keen to actually get uh, a couple of my existing clients from Elite Business Advisory 
and get them on the podcast. And I think that's a great way where we can chat a little bit about my clients, you know, and what business they do. And you can get some relatability there. And then, um, you know, they can chat a little bit about, you know, what their experience has been working with me as their business coach. And so, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really great ecosystem and uh, a great way to, uh, you know, demonstrate the value. Okay, so we are, this is the uh, part number three of a six-part series. I really felt challenged to try and develop some, uh, you know, some strategy in the, the, the material or the information that I put out, some consistency so that you go, okay, this is really going somewhere. And in a six-week period, um, we're going to double down on just bringing to your awareness some areas around business development. So this is part three of a six-part series, and um, I trust you're getting some value out of it. Uh, and be sure to email me, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. I think my email is going to be in the in the uh, show notes. Uh, be sure to send me an email, or like I said, hit a book and consultation button on the elitebusinessadvisory.com website, and uh, let's have a chat on uh, on a Zoom call. So today... Uh, episode number 174, part three of a six-part series, client relationship management. I've seen it done well, and I have seen it done terribly badly, if that's a word. I don't think it is, but you get what I mean. Um, you know, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, I just, you know, this this is kind of one of the most important things because guys and gals, if we were running a restaurant, and every third person that came in walked out dissatisfied. You know, it would really destroy our, it's really hard to rebuild that reputation. You know, matter of fact, one of the notes I've got written down here is reputation is developed from client experience, both good and bad. So when we say your reputation, we don't necessarily mean good reputation. We mean your reputation. Is it good? Is it bad? You'll know what the answer to that question is. So it's from the client experience, guys and girls. And so, you know, I understand there's going to be some clients that are going to be some challenging individuals. And note to self, please develop a system whereby you can begin to understand what type of human you're dealing with in the pre-construction phase, in the preliminary works agreement, or the QTS phase that we like to talk about here in Canada, um, to get an understanding of the fact, do I want to do business with this client? You have the right to do that. You don't have to work for everybody. Now, if you don't have any choices as as far as opportunity goes, then I guess you're going to find yourself in a bit of a spot where you've got to go and work for the wrong people. And I'm telling you, that is not pleasant at all. So client relationship is is definitely one of the most important things that you need to focus on. Um, and so, you know, for me, I actually enjoy the process. I, you know, there's, there's a part of me that finds humans absolutely ridiculously frustrating. But at the same time, whenever I come across a like-minded human who has a very similar core value system, um, it is absolutely enjoyable at the highest level. I work hard. I focus on delivering value um, at the highest level. And clients who are good humans recognize that and we uh, enjoy doing business together. And so I'm going to break down some stuff here real quick. So another five points about client relationship management. Point one, uh, develop a strong client relationship for repeat business. What we're talking about is that, you know, I think there's a massive statistic around how often people will talk about something negative. I mean, you've only got to go to the local bitch fest on Facebook in your town and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, um, it doesn't matter whether it's accurate or not. People just love to have a rant 
about something that affected affected them negatively, big or small. Um, but unfortunately, there's not an equal or opposite reaction when there's something positive happening. And that's the part I do like to see on those types of pages where someone is getting a genuine, authentic shout out for doing a good job, which unfortunately is probably only 20% of the time. The rest of it is spent by people having a bitch. Um, letting off a bit of steam and trying to get some some uh, you know, some pats on the back for doing so. Um, you know, I think... We've got to understand that in this day and age of social media, sure, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about uh, strategic uh, marketing strategies. Social media is absolutely one of them. However, I want you to understand that I'm not taking away from word of mouth, okay? Uh, Social media, internet is just word of mouth on steroids. It's all it is, okay? There's a lot of people can talk about one subject very loudly uh, and a lot, um, compared to the old days where there wasn't social media and there wasn't the interwebs to get amongst, okay? And so what I'm saying is that it can be an absolutely powerful tool. Now, um, it's probably a recognized fact that if you get a referral, if you've done a great job for somebody and you get a referral, odds on is you could probably uh, you could probably add 5% to your typical quote uh, and you would close that deal. Why? Because people are buying security, they're buying certainty. They're saying in their mind, well, if Max did a good job for my buddy or my mate, um, it's likely, it's highly likely he's going to do a good job for me. And so when I go to put my pricing together, there's definitely a premium that I can apply because of the reputation that I've developed. So um, it's important that strong client relationships will actually help you with repeat business. And when we're talking about spending thousands of dollars on Facebook and Google ads and all the other uh, options and alternatives, your your customer acquisition cost from a referral is zero. Now, you know, if that if that client goes to contract, that customer acquisition cost is zero. The cost per lead was zero. It's a very effective way to create great return on advertising spend or ROAS, as we like to call it in the marketing world. So work hard uh, on maintaining a good relationship. So um, that's super important. Right, point number two, effective communication strategies with clients throughout the project. Nothing absolutely pisses me off more than lack of communication by or from anybody, okay? Guys, if your client reaches out to you after 5.30, 6 o'clock at night, we can take care of that tomorrow. I agree. But I am telling you, when the clock strikes 8 a.m., that better be on the top of your mind. Because if the client starts to feel like you are ghosting them or ignoring them, they will rush, not even run, they will rush to, well, Max is not really treating my job seriously. He's working for a bunch of other clients. Hands up all those who have heard that bullshit before. It's like, mate, you have no idea. I'm just trying to make everybody happy. Yeah, head nod if you know what I'm talking about. I know you do. Um, and so, you know, I think it's important that we good communication is not negotiable. Okay, it's got to be at the top of the list. Now, are we perfect? No, we're not. We're human creatures and we cock it up, especially if they hit us up on, you know, six o'clock on a Friday night. Do we remember that on 8 a.m. on Monday morning? Probably not. So this is where we need technology to back us up. And I would urge you to use something like as easy as this. Grab your phone, send yourself an email. Don't open it until Monday because most guys, if they're on, you know, in in some sort of uh, controlled lifestyle, they're not going to read emails over the weekend. So I would send yourself an email and go, remember to call that Max character back who rang me at six o'clock on Friday. Boom, 
send that email. And it's sitting there in your inbox when you're back into business mode. So I'm not saying let the client control you. I'm saying have a structure around uh, how you go about communicating, but make sure you have got effective communication strategies. uh, Because if you do not now, in some cases like BuildExact has a client portal, uh, I'm not sure if Build a Trend do. I know that Co-Construct was a biggie uh, as it relates to that. Um, and so always be sure that the way that you, uh, you know, store that information. Um, I'm big, you know, in Build Exact, you have the option to, on a project, to be able to make notes as events happen within projects. Um, if something happens, I can make a note. It's time stamped. Um, and I just don't have to remember that anymore. I know where that data is stored. Um, but that's great for storage. But if you're talking about live communications, you've got to have strategies around that uh, to be able to manage uh, your client relationships effectively. Right, handling client concerns and resolving issues professionally. I have seen more than one individual who cops a little bit of pushback from a client. What I've, I'll tell you what I've seen. I've, I've seen both good and bad. I've seen, I've seen builders whose demeanor changes... And they literally take it personally. And I'm like, I would really love to drop an F-bomb right now, but I'm not going to because I'm a professional, <laughs> which is bullshit. Um, you know, but what I'm saying is, guys, if you do, you've got to maintain your poker face, okay? It's like this. I was talking to another client the other week, and um, I said, mate, you're always, you need to have that conversation with the client on site, Okay. You have to handle it professionally. I don't care what's happening below the surface. You have to maintain uh, your professional disposition. You need to make sure you maintain eye contact. Your shoulders are back. Your chin is up and you are being professional. Now, there is a conversation that which you will have on the way back to the office with the steering wheel, okay? Now, if it's just you in the car and there's nobody on the phone, let a rep, you know? Um, I think it's I think too often that we we have to we try and bottle that shit up when sometimes you just you just got to um, really uh, you know understand where you're up to and frustrated and it's this is why you know literally I before I went into this podcast I literally walked through this door I got off the phone to a client and I sat down um, to do a podcast and so you know it's it's that kind of you know and he was very frustrated with something that had come about and by me making time. Literally, and it is after hours because he's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast, so that shit gets, you know, messed up. Um, you know, but I know that he wouldn't be calling me if he didn't need something. And so just by having a 20-minute conversation, I'm not emotional about the situation. He is. That's why he calls me. And I try and steady the ship with him. And I'm like, hey, mate, this is what I would do. What about this? Have you thought about doing this? And uh, there's power in that because we want to make sure that we don't... Look, if you blow that bridge up with the client, oh, my word. You thought life was difficult before that? Well, after that, it's it's a freaking head screw. Actually, I'll give you an example. I'm just wondering where it's relative. I've got a bit of a story I can share with you. Um, we're talking about handling client concerns and resolving issues professionally. Yeah, we are. This is totally relative, uh, totally relevant. I was doing a job for a guy. Um, I added essentially a, uh, a triple garage to his home. and had a mezzanine, so the roof height was a bit higher, and it had a, it had a lean-to carport out the front that was attached to it. And... You know, I, I knew that I was building the back of this building close to the boundary. And I said to my client, uh, I said, look, I've got to build, I'm going to build the retaining wall first because why not? And then I'm going to basically, you know, pull the slab up against that. And I said, however, you've got a, the, the section of retaining wall was about 
I don't know, it was probably 50 feet. And I said, you've got a wooden uh, retaining wall over there and there's a rock retaining wall over here. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to join that point A with this point B, which wasn't parallel completely. I mean, we're talking about five inches, you know, 125 mil. So if you're looking at me on YouTube, the my wall that I built was not parallel with the boundary, but it was joining between point A and point B. And I proposed that to the client. I didn't do it in writing. And I said, do you understand that I'm not building my, my retaining wall parallel to the boundary? He said, that's fine. You're going to connect with that wall and that wall, that's all that matters. Okay, well, the neighbor come down and had a word with my client over the weekend. And my clients come to me on Monday and says, hey, mate, now, this is a concrete sleeper retaining wall. The posts are already in, okay? They were in before the weekend. He's come to me and said, do you think you can pop those posts out and relocate them so that your, your, your retaining wall is parallel with the, with, the, uh, with the boundary? Well, how do you think that made me feel? I literally just had this conversation with the guy. I didn't get anything in writing, so there's a point to remember. If, it, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Um, and at that moment in time, I'm like, all right, I've now got to, I've got to exhume those posts. I've then got to dig some more holes because now, you know, I had to fill some holes in and I had to reconfigure where the posts were going. And it was an absolute pain in the ass. And I said to the client, I said, look, it's going to cost me about, I think it was five, four or five grand. Anyway, I think we, we split it 50-50. I said, I can do it, but I'm not absorbing all that cost. So what I was doing was, I was handling the client's concerns and resolving issues professionally. Now, guys and gals or friends and family that know me, know me, I'm absolute hothead, okay? I absolutely run to a fight. I love going on the offensive. I don't play defense. If you're an AFL supporter, I've tried to play, um, you know, back pocket. You know, I've tried to play, you know, center half back, can't do it. I've got to play center half forward or full forward or pocket or something. I've got to be attacking all the time. But in this instance, I knew it wasn't going to get me anywhere because we didn't even have a slab down. Early days. So I really bit off um, a, a pretty bitter pill. But in the interest of long-term maintaining good relationships with this client, I went ahead and I did that. And so, um, you know, that's one example from real life where I've had to uh, handle those client concerns and resolve issues professionally in the best interest of the client relationship uh, and also... The, uh, the profitability of the project. Now, keep in mind, knowing full well that I've just taken a hit for two grand, what do you think happened when I went to issue a, a purchase order, for, uh, sorry, a change order for something that he wanted or a variation if you're in Australia, New Zealand? Um, I did tack a little bit on there to try and make some of that or claw some of that back, uh, and that's my right to, to do so. Um, point number four, incorporating client feedback for continuous improvement. You know, it's important that you have some way of gaining an understanding on what actually you do provide clients. Now, I'm not saying that you listen to one client that they're 100% right. But if there's a trend, guys and gals, you need to have a listen to that. Now, if you're not getting or you don't have a system for feedback, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and research um, the N uh, net promoter score. So NPS. Now, we issue a net promoter score um, or an opportunity for clients to critique the sales process. So Clients that go through the sales process with one of our Smith & Sons builders and then they go to contract immediately after that, we will issue them with a net promoter score survey to ask them with a happy face or a sad face or faces in between 
as to how was their experience in the sales process leading up to the building contract that they've just signed, congratulations. Um, and then following that, at the end of the project, once completion has been reached and there's a certificate of completion, we then issue them with a five-question CSAT or customer satisfaction uh, uh, feedback form as well. So that we take seriously because we get told by our builders that they're awesome and they're the bestest. Um, but unfortunately, uh, if we get feedback that that really does uh, contradict that, then we need to address that. We need to improve. So uh, bottom line is we want to incorporate that client feedback uh, so that we are continuously improving. The final point here for client relationship management uh, is building a reputation for reliability and customer satisfaction. I think that goes without saying. Chatting with another client today, got an issue with a painter, and um, you know, I said, mate, look, it's a day, it's a day's work and a little bit of materials. You're going to burn so much energy in wrestling with this dickhead painter. And I'm like, what is it with painters? You know, I said, if you want to go and fight him, go to your master painters association, get an arbitrator involved, tell him to measure the microns of paint there. And, and basically back this painter into a corner. Or you could just quickly go and get it sorted out. You're the builder. Take responsibility for it. Make sure the client is happy um, and, you know, continue to develop a reputation of reliability uh, and customer satisfaction because ultimately that is all that matters. So always think about the long game. As you're building, right, we're out there, you know, building shit. We're doing stuff for clients, but understand that you're developing a right relationship. Clients are watching, friends of clients are watching, neighbors of clients are watching, and it's all about your reputation because when people are talking to barbecues and they give you recommendations, that's where your 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 cost per lead is zero, customer acquisition is cost is zero. So you want to make that word of mouth work as hard as you can because I'm telling you it's by far the most effective and cost efficient way for you to gain uh, new customers. So uh, guys and girls, get across to elitebusinessadvisory.com. Uh, check out that website. It's got a bunch of good stuff on it. Uh, hit the book of consultation button if you want to check out my calendar and have a quick chat with me for 30 minutes about some strategy. We'll talk about some gaps in your business and things you could do better. And you could maybe consider working uh, with me and having me on as your business development manager uh, or your business coach, essentially. Um, get across there and check out the Silver Bullet Academy. Um, invest in yourself. Like figure out a way um, that you know we're, we're going to learn together. That's essentially what I'm doing with my coaching clients. We bring awareness. We, uh, we, we, we demonstrate what education is required to fill the gap, and then we bring accountability. And so that's a great place to get started is the old Silver Bullet Academy there on the EliteBusinessAdvisory.com website. Um, get across, uh, you know, if you're on YouTube, drop some comments, uh, hit the uh, like and subscribe button. Really appreciate you tuning in. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, maybe you could... Uh, yeah, share some kind words. And uh, look, we really got to spread the word, guys and girls. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that, you know, we give everyone the best chance. It's not about competition, dude. There's so much opportunity out there. And not a lot of guys and girls are doing it well, trust me. Um, and I just think that it's good karma. And I think we all need the ball to bounce in our favor um, sooner or later. So uh, look, do all of that. Email me, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com if you've got a quick question. And, um, you know, we always, we're just trying to reduce that 50% failure rate. We want to contribute, make a difference in your business life. Uh, go build that kick-ass business and uh, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, your weekend, and we'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.